0: Welcome to Piedmont Arts, made possible by Quo Vadis and Ortho Carolina. I'm Rachel Stewart. Well, after a long COVID year, Charlotte Ballet is back with in-person performances at their Center for Dance. They've got a new twist on one of their most popular performances, uh, a performance series called Innovative Works. It is now Innovative Direct from the Lab, and the series is centered around personal stories from within the Charlotte community and performances run through April 18th. I'm glad to have Hope Muir with me today. She is Charlotte Ballet's artistic director, and uh, she's gonna talk to us a little bit about this pivot that you all had to make this year. So normally the Innovative Works series would bring in outside choreographers, and this year you couldn't do that for obvious reasons. So could you talk about you know how you ended up going from Innovative Works to innovative direct from the lab?
1: Well, as you all know, everyone knows that the kind of world came to a halt on uh, Friday the 13th of last year, and that was our last day in the theatre. We had uh, subsequent tours were cancelled, and we also had our choreographic lab, which was cancelled in May. So the dancers in the company had all been working all year to create work. So that was kind of just simmering in the background and then when we realized that innovative this this year couldn't happen with visiting choreographers, I thought it best to ask Charlotte community what they wanted to see on stage so we took submissions from artists and choreographers within the Charlotte Valley organization, the greater organization, that means the academy and our teaching artists, and even people internally that work for different departments, submitted ideas with their stories. And those stories were then sent to our board of trustees. And they voted that to three that went to a public vote. And two of those choreographers, Bianca Bonner and Audrey Barron, have created works for this as well. So there's a, a nice tie-in with the community and also an opportunity for the uh, the dancers that had created last May that didn't get to show work to have a platform for that as well. So it's a bit of a, a hybrid of both series together. So yes, innovative, direct from the lab.
0: And you said that you wanted to have voices from the community. Um, and I think that didn't you have some sort of criteria for them?
1: The brief was uh, to tell a personal story, I was looking for narrative, I was looking for the potential to grow new stories that perhaps have more direct tie to the community and the people within the organization. Sometimes, you know, the, the traditional ballet stories or even delving into abstract work can lose perhaps, the impact on the people in our public and the community that we serve. So I really wanted to, especially after such a challenging year, wanted to emancipate us from the traditional uh, ballet stories. And that's what, with 100 words, these uh, first submissions were given to the board. And then they were allowed to elaborate once we got to the public vote.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about the two choreographers who, who were selected, what they, are, what they are doing with that brief?
1: So Bianca Bonner is uh, our head of education and community outreach. And uh, she also was a dancer and is a choreographer. And she is teaching our dancers through um, traditional African dance. She is talking about her experience as a, as a African-American woman and the, how that comes through. It, it, just in her story, she's trying to communicate that. Audrey Barron is a teacher in our academy and also a professor at UNC Charlotte in the dance department, and she is talking about different facets of people's personality and what they hide and what they share. So from what I've seen of the work, there's a, there was a lot of discussion and a lot of individual work with the dancers for them to really I think Audrey's story was to try and get more stories from the dancers. <laughs> so it's quite complex, And but giving people the space to communicate, I feel how this year has impacted a lot of people. There was a lot of conversation. There was a lot of raw emotion in the studio when Audrey started. And it's been a fantastic kind of journey for, I think, the whole team in both, in both pieces.
0: This past year, how much have you all been able to see each other actually i know now you you are rehearsing together but have you been unable for example have audrey and bianca been unable to see the dancers much see you much
1: no actually we uh since we started back in october and we very very carefully got back to a situation where we could be in one group together and partnering as well, because um, that was the longest time the phasing is to actually be able to physically touch one another. So we are tested every week and we came back and we phased it in. So in October we started in pods and then as we got more and more testing, then we started to, to combine the pods and then we became one performance group for our little mini Nutcracker that we did here at the Center for Dance. And that was only to audiences of 25. When we came back in the new year, Audrey and Bianca were then uh, brought into the performance group and started testing with everyone. We're all still rehearsing in masks. It's all very, you know, it's very, very, uh, it's been planned so carefully (laughs) how we actually managed to get these shows on. And it's been amazing. The organization has been fantastic in how they've set up all of these protocols. So long answer, yes, Audrey and Bianca have been in studio with us. And we've been able to do all of the rehearsals uh, in person, which has been fantastic because I feel like their stories are both so personal and they they needed to have that kind of reciprocal conversation with the dancers to be able to really uh, to get their ideas
0: across, I think. Now, when people come to see these performances and the live performances, correct me if I'm wrong, but they are actually going to go, you're going to have a live, not every day, but a bunch of live performances between April 18th now
1: that's correct yes yeah we're doing them every weekend so Another part of the challenge with the protocols that we have in place with social distancing in the Center for Dance is that it has meant that the studio space has become prime real estate. (laughs) So we had to share with the academy. And because those academy classes needed to be split up, the company's time had to be cut down. So we come in early and we leave late. But it also means that we don't have the normal opportunity to be doing shows during the weekdays in the evenings. So our shows are only on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And to get in as many shows as that we required to, uh, to meet the demand of our subscribers, we had to do it for that many weekends. So we are it's a long run, it's
0: gonna be a long run. Yeah, I th- when I saw the, the dates, I thought, wow. And, and to attend, isn't it limited to something like 60 people?
1: I think at the moment it's 50, I think, if I remember correctly, and with masks and with social distancing in the Center for Dance. And again, the team that goes in and cleans the theater after every show and then reassigns the chairs for the next group of people, because obviously every configuration is different. That is it's like it's a Sudoku. It's crazy, crazy planning. Those people are amazing. They come in every day and they will clean and then figure out who's sitting together and all the social distancing that 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 needs to happen
0: yeah the logistics that have been required just to deal with this pandemic in general but with stuff like that you know you just don't even realize uh that you're gonna have to do that i guess until you start trying to plan it out and Mm -hmm. yeah well how have you had much response so far from your subscribers and from audience
1: i think that as far as i know everything is going well i mean the Fairy tale and Nutcracker that we did had our highest, you know, positive feedback. People were just so happy to be seeing something live. And the fact that we made it very, very um, short, just enough time so everyone could have their kind of break and still feel safe. That was the most important thing. And with the success of that and the being able to add shows in that series, I think we're anticipating that now that everything's looking much more positive and moving into the summer, I'm I'm hoping that it's a very very successful run.
0: Well, that's good. And I'm just speaking of moving into the summer. What do you What do you think next year is going to be like? I, I'm sure you're trying to plan. <laughs>
1: There have been so many different plans, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then I think we're already back to A again. In the summer, I mean, we have a few projects that we're gonna start preparing for hopefully our 50th anniversary season in October. I am very, very optimistic that this will happen. It's. It seems like there is a light at the end of that tunnel now and we're just going to do our preparation uh moving forward for that and try and get some of the work set which means that they will be taught to the dancers and will be rehearsed so when we come back in october we will we'll be ready to go but we've given ourselves a long runway it's an interesting uh interesting place and time for performers and one can't really underestimate the impact this pandemic has had and how they feel to get back on stage i don't think it's going to be as easy as as all that i think that there's going to be a certain amount of anxiety a year and a bit away from the stage really can affect an artist and we're very very cognizant of that so we've done a nice long runway up to the shows so that they can really really be comfortable again uh, and get their performance skin back
0: that's a great point i wouldn't have thought about that but yeah and I think even just being in the same room with a lot of people is going to take getting used to for a lot of us. I mean, I've kind of conditioned myself to stay back, you know, stay stay yeah. out of those situations. I'm going to be really
1: socially awkward, I think, for the best part of next year. Just like going to someone's house to have a glass of wine. I don't know if I'm going to know how to behave. It's uh, It's going to be super strange.
0: Yeah, it is. Well, I'm sure that'll work out. And, and, you know, I hope you all have great luck uh, getting back (laughs) into the groove. Um, And one last question. Can you tell us a little bit about how folks can either get tickets or is there going to be an online?
1: You can go to the website, uh, Charlotte Ballet, and the tickets, you'll find the links there.
0: Okay. And now is there going to be any sort of on demand version of this? We are going to record a digital
1: component for anyone that maybe isn't comfortable yet to come to the theater. But that is in the works.
0: Yes, we are planning to film it. Great. And so that's sort of TBA as to when it'll be released or, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. And I, you know, um, I don't know, did dancers say break a leg or is that just too?
1: They, they do. I don't know if anyone wants to risk that after this year that we've had, but um, the interesting thing about break a leg is it actually was uh the the curtains used to be on legs. So to break a leg meant that the curtain would go up and down so many times with the curtain calls that you would break one of the legs. So I know I know everyone gets really nervous about saying it to dancers because they think it's a physical, you know, um, actual thing, but it's actually the mechanism for the curtain that the, the audiences would love you so much that you'd have so many rounds of applause that you'd break the
0: curtain. Wow. I learned something today. (laughs) I had never heard that before. Well, break a leg. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) I hope it all goes well. And, uh, Thanks again for taking the time to talk to us here on Piedmont Arts. I've been talking to Hope Muir, Charlotte Ballet's Artistic Director. They are, uh, right now, uh, producing Innovative Works, not Innovative Works, it used to be Innovative Works. This year it's Innovative, direct from the lab. And as she said, you can go to the Charlotte Ballet website to get more details if you're interested in those performances. For Piedmont Arts, I'm Rachel Stewart, and Piedmont Arts is made possible by Quo Vadis in North Carolina.